Welcome to the Abbott Circle Podcast. Build beautiful churches, Father Justin Ramos. Go up into the hill country, bring timber, and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and receive my glory, says the Lord. Why should we build beautiful churches? Wouldn't it be better to give the money to poor? We've all heard this question, and the number one answer should always be, because God desires it. Nothing would bring Him greater pleasure. Yes, but the church really is its members, all of us. Christ's mystical body, the church. It is true, St. Peter talks about us as being living stones, being built up into the temple. But that image only makes sense if there is such a thing as a physical temple made up of real stones. There is a similarity in language used by the prophet Haggai and St. Luke's infancy narrative. The prophet says, Go up into the hill country, bring timber, and build the house. St. Luke says, And Mary arose in those days and went up to the hill country with haste into the city of Judah. The prophet conveys the message that God's people ought to rebuild His house, and that Our Lady has just built a house for Christ in her womb. This latter scene happens shortly after the Annunciation, the moment when Our Savior took flesh in Our Lady's womb. Christ entered this physical realm of human history. Our Lady was His first dwelling place in the material world, and He took pleasure there, and Our Lady received His glory. Our faith is incarnational. It both embodies the eternal and lofty truths that God has revealed to us, and best expresses them through man's noblest artistic genius. That's why the Church has always encouraged and patronized the arts, especially in their highest manifestation, sacred art, says Sacrosanctum Concilium. Of their nature, the arts are directed toward expressing in some way the infinite beauty of God in works made by human hands, for they turn men's minds devoutly toward God. God attracts us and draws us in through the things that are created, as St. Paul reminds us in the first chapter of Romans. Beauty is attractive. It is the attraction of God Himself, and it helps to draw us into His presence. Beauty is truth, and truth beauty. We separate truth as residing in the mind and beauty residing in the heart. But God is one, true, and beautiful. These perfections are not separated in God. It is beauty that unlocks the secret chambers of the heart. Beauty is the language of worship. Beauty is the language of the soul. And how can our religion penetrate to the heart of our soul unless it is beautiful? How can the liturgy be celebrated beautifully in a church that is harsh, utilitarian, and cheap? The sacred comes to us through all the senses. It helps us experience what Moses encountered before the burning bush and at the parting of the Red Sea, what King David experienced before the Ark of the Covenant, Our Lady with the angel Gabriel, the disciples at the feet of Christ and at the foot of His cross. The building of beautiful churches helps dispose us to contemplate the things above, 
to be aware of the holy and to embrace the eternal within the fleeting, transient, and ephemeral. We should see and feel that we are entering a place out of the ordinary, a place in which the concerns of life can be seen in relation to eternity. So why aren't there more beautiful churches being built as in the days of old? Perhaps it's because we don't appreciate God's goodness to us. We tend to be self-centered and so build monuments to ourselves rather than to God. Think about which buildings in our cities are built with marble, fountains, high ceilings, silver and gold fittings, oriental carpets, and fine furnishings. They're mostly banks, insurance companies, malls, casinos, hotels, sporting centers, and the like. These are our modern temples built to the God of money and pleasure. To see the value of building a house for God assumes we recognize God as our benefactor and are grateful to Him for all that He has given us. Gratitude allows us to see that all our material goods come from His generosity. So let us be grateful to our generous Lord and give Him the praise, honor, and glory due to Him. We can begin by devoutly thanking Him here at Mass, especially as we house Him in our body when we receive Him in the Holy Eucharist. Eucharist, which means thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to the Abbott Circle Podcast. Please visit the website for updated content.